Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good day to all of my fabulous listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keys, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. And um, let's get this out the way first. How in the heck are you all out there? I hope that you all are doing fabulous and are being blessed as you are traveling along on your life's journey. I am doing great. Thanks for asking. I appreciate you tuning into my show as always. It is so, so appreciated. And, you know, I miss talking to you all out there, as I often say that there is so much stuff going on in our world from the ravaging hurricane storms to the continuing depletion of our ecology with the Amazon rainforest, with the devastation of fires that are going on there, uh, to the corruption in our government, extremely hot temperatures, NRA issues, innocent people losing their lives from mass shootings, that thing in the White House that slaves bill continue with nonsense talking and it just goes on and on and on. And I want to give a um a shout out to all of the individuals that are are um uh, down there in the Bahamas. I I wish you um the, the best and um I wish you well and um I hope that you are safe in everything that you do. And I know this morning um uh, you know, before I, I started uh, this broadcast, I heard over the news that a gentleman, um, I'm not exactly sure uh, where he was. Um, he did not want to be identified. However, the thing is, is that he he spent fifty thousand dollars on purchasing generators to be sent down there to the Bahamas. So the, the thing is, um, people, you know, listening to me, we need to help one another. You know, we all come from the same source. And, you know, what hurts one hurts um, out of us, us all. And uh, so if you can help out any, then that that's fine. I know that my husband and I always donate and help out as best mm-hmm. as we can. Okay, well, my guest and I, mm-hmm. the world's best mental health therapist, Rachel C. Campbell, are going to discuss some of the hot topics. And as usual, the discussions will be educational, inspiring, and enlightening with some humor. Okay, let's get started as we have a lot to talk about. Now, I'm going to, you know, start off with my dinner table conversation, and it is going to start like this. I want to express my condolences to all of the families who have lost a loved one or loved ones as they were involved in the tragic shooting in Texas this past uh, week. It just keeps on happening in this country, and something major has to be done about it, the gun violence. Stop saying our thoughts and prayers are with those who lost a loved one, government officials. My question is, what are you going to do about it? It has been talked about for a long, long time, curtailing gun violence, and it just keeps getting worse and worse in the meantime. It is a scary situation in our country, listeners. Other countries are wondering in the world, what is going on with the gun violence in the United States of America? a country that used to help alleviate violence throughout the world, a country that had opened doors to help people in this country and those wanting to enter this country. Now those things have changed. And I will say 
that this country still do actually help our neighbors in other countries, for example. But the problem is that we cannot seemingly help our people in this country by immediately curtailing on a large scale the gun violence that has taken a dark grip on this great nation of ours. And what about our ecology listeners? As the protections that God put on and in this earth so that we can flourish greatly as human beings are basically worn down and in some cases are worn away. For all of us who carry handheld computers around with us on a daily basis called cell phones, in particular the iPhone, you will notice the notation as you review the weather stating unhealthy air quality for sensitive groups. My question is, how long do you think we can keep dealing with that issue? For me, if the air quality is bad, it will affect negatively everyone and everything on this planet. What about our children? What about our grandchildren? What kind of lives are they going to live if this destruction to our ecology isn't stopped? There are those who say no global warming. (laughs) Well, I say think again. Just think again. And closer to my dinner table conversation, listeners, I am going to say this. I came across this from a pastor whose name was Shane Eidelman on OnePlace.org, who wrote a piece titled Guns, What Does the Bible Say? He gives a lot of food for thought in his piece. However, the one line of this writing that really stuck out for me is the following. I hear all about Glock, Smith, Wesson, and Remington but little about brokenness, surrender to God, and humility. Our guns are full. I'm sorry, our gun safes are full, but our prayer closets are empty. We need to spend less time watching O'Reilly, Hannity, Beck, and Coulter, and more time with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is a big blue ball that God created called Earth. This planet has been around for millions and millions of years. God jam-packed this planet, listeners, with all that was needed so that we, his loved ones, can live in love, living full, healthy, and joyous lives. My questions are, what has happened to this extraordinary planet? And what corrections can be put in place immediately to reverse some of the effects of global warming? And what can be done to end the repetitive abuse of gun violence? I hope that this is a topic of discussion. Uh, for your dinner table conversation. And if not, please decide one of your own. As I have said in the past, the thing is, is to have a coming together of the family to sit at the table and have a joyous and and um, good meal and not eating meals from <laughs> out of your bag. OK, now, thank you for listening to that. I am going to bring on my guest. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is the world's best mental health therapist. Good morning, Reginald. And thank you for being on my show on this beautiful yet hot morning. Yes, good morning. Good morning to everyone. Uh, good, uh, good morning, Randy. Is his name Randy, the new engineer? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, yes, okay, his name is so, Randy. Okay, just want to shout out to Randy and say hello. How are you doing? And welcome aboard. And uh, uh, glad to be here as usual. Okay, fantastic. Well, we have a lot to discuss. So um, let's start off with talking about Joe Biden. Okay, now you and I have had uh, conversations, but I think we should share some of this with our listeners. 
And um, this is a report from NPR News on 9329 reported by Osma Khalid and Clay Masters. And it's titled Details Are Irrelevant. Biden says verbal slip ups don't undermine his judgment. His campaign is focused on a mission to restore the soul of this nation. We weren't facing anything that we're facing today with this president three years ago, said Biden. The next president is going to have to be able to pull the world back together. Not a joke. Literally, not figuratively. Put the world back together. Reunite our allies. Four more years of this president, there will be no NATO. That's also why the former vice president does not think anyone should get bogged down, Rajon, in the small details he mixes up on his campaign trail. That has nothing to do with judgment of, of whether or not you send troops to war, the judgment of whether you bring someone home, the judgment of whether you decide on a health care policy, Biden told the NPR Politics Podcast and I.O. Public Radio in a wide-ranging interview. Biden is prone to flubs and, and golfs, Reginald, and has been for years. Most recently, you, the Washington Post reported that a dramatic story he told about the war in Afghanistan conflated and confused facts from multiple different incidents. Biden has said that he was not intentionally trying to mislead anyone with that story. And he says, Reginald, that kind of mistakes has nothing to do with his ability to serve as president. The details are irrelevant in terms of decision making. This is what Biden is saying, Reginald. So now my question to you is, what's the big deal, Reginald, and my listeners, as we make flubs and golfs or whatever they're wanting to make a big deal out of? You know, nothing. You know, you know what I'm saying, Reginald? They just want to bring up something to try to diminish and dampen the spirit and um, integrity of uh, Joe Biden. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's all about a lot about nothing. Um, is there's a difference between verbal flubs and outright ball face lies? And mm-hmm. the liar is Donald Trump. You know, he does it on a regular basis, on a consistent basis. He just lies about everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just yesterday he was. Um, holding up this map about, well, a few days ago, he, he claimed up and down that the National Weather Service said that the state of Alabama would be in the, would be in the midst of, of, of this latest storm, where that mm-hmm. is not true. And he just doubled down on his lie. So that's what, that, that's what's important, not the mm-hmm. verbal mob. And, mm-hmm. and these are the things that the news media need to get their crap together on. You know, they're they're picking and choosing silly stuff like that instead of just the outright lies that Donald Trump tells on a regular basis. Exactly. Now, the thing is, uh, too, Reginald, he was on um, Stephen Corbett uh, yesterday. And um, mm-hmm. I have shared with you that, you know, I like Stephen Corbett, but sometimes I feel that he takes it too far. Uh, particularly now, Reginald, it's very important that this is not a plaything, as Biden has said um, off the times. And I just read it uh, before, um, you know, in my piece that I read by this uh, NPR uh, reporters and that he jokes way too much, um, you know, about Biden. The thing is, is that if we don't get Biden into office, this is you think this is a sad state of affairs. I mean, it's going to be sadder ever. Because we cannot continue um, this this kind of um, 
um, administration, you know, in this great nation of ours. I mean, what kind of president diverts funds from uh, Puerto Rico so that he can build a wall, a useless wall? You know what I'm saying, Reginald? I mean, it's just an outright shame. And uh, funds for Puerto Rico, funds for the military, some of those funds were going to West Point. I mean, just on Mm -hmm. and on and on. And speaking of Mm -hmm. lies, how many times did he say, who's going to pay for the wall? Mexico! You know, he's out at his rallies, Mm -hmm. Mexico would pay for the wall, you know. And Mm -hmm. like, what, Mm -hmm. what in the hell are people thinking, you know? And and it's up to Congress to hold them accountable. And what I was uh, reading and researching yesterday, obviously Congress has the purse or has has the, the strings to to the government purse, and they could revert what he's trying to do as far as these you know sending these funds to build this ridiculous useless wall. And mm-hmm. again, you know, the media instead of covering some verbal flood that Joe Biden said. These are the things that that they need to be covering. And one of the things, there's a school in Kentucky that was uh, targeted to be built uh, in Kentucky where, you know, Mitch McConnell and some of the funds would be taken away from building that school, you know? Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. so that just shows just how ridiculous and crazy and stupid this whole so-called wall is just to have something that he can say to his so-called base, which the media has come up with that, you know, to have something to run on. Because other than that, he has absolutely nothing but failure to run on. He's been an absolute failure as the president. Yes, he's just a joke. He's careless, he's unkind, and he's unloving. Now, let's, you know, speaking of the wall, you know, his his toot with his base, that, by the way, is diminishing quite a bit. Um, you know, was that, you know, these people are coming in, they're giving us the worst. What is he talking about? They're giving us the worst. Like, okay, you can go to the United States. You know, you can't, you, you can go. Let's talk about these homegrown idiots that are here. Can we talk about, um, this 14 year old boy? This was reported in, um, um, I think it was Elkmont, um, Alabama. And it was reported yesterday how he took a gun and he just diminished his entire family. Three of his siblings, his mom and his dad. And then he tried to lie about it and said that he ran away when he heard gunshots only to turn around and and confess to these murders. Okay, Um, are they from Mexico? Um, Is the person that shot up, um, you know, these people in Texas, are they from Mexico? Um, The people who did uh, Sandy Hook and all these other treacherous, horrific crimes, are they from Mexico? Now, this is not to say, listeners that there aren't people of ad- of other categories since human beings want to categorize um, human beings because I think we're all in one and the same. But since they want to categorize and say that, you know, the, the, the overwhelming majority of uh, murders and things that's happening in this country are from, you know, people of color, well, that's a lie. That's a lie. Can we say, um, you know, the, the Native Americans, the indigenous people of this country, what happened to them? And what color were they? You understand what I'm saying, Reginald? Well, absolutely. But that's that's a, that's the old trick of the reason you're not successful is because of these brown people. You know, they're they're the ones who who's uh, doing this to you. 
Jesse Helm some years ago had us when he was uh, running for for office again um, in 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 the in the 90s or late 80s early 90s they had this commercial of you know with a black hand and a white hand and you know the commentator says the uh, the, the voiceover says you didn't get that job because he got that job you know so all of those things mm-hmm. of blaming the brown person Ronald Reagan talking about um, uh, 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 the so-called welfare queen, um, mm-hmm. uh, George Bush, Willie Horton. You, you know, so so it's a constant with the Republican mm-hmm. Party of vilifying mm-hmm. people of color, and but but mm-hmm. now it's on steroids with with this guy who's temporarily in the White House. It's straight up mm-hmm. on steroids with him, and these mm-hmm. words and these actions have consequences. And, you know, people are, are getting hurt. People are, are getting killed. I, I feel my heart goes out to the, uh, you know, the, the, the baby who, who was uh, hurt with the shrapnel. They talked about the number of, of plastic surgeries that she's going to have to have for the remainder of her life. I mean, this, this, this has to stop. Mm-hmm. This has it to just stop. Yeah, it just, it, yeah, it just cannot. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it just cannot go on. You know what I mean? So... Uh, I don't know, Reginald. Let's move on. Okay. Let's talk about the Amazon rainforest. Now, um, it's being reported um, by Shivali Best on 9329 on Tech News that almost 4,000 new Amazon rainforest, rainforest fires spouted two days after Brazil applies ban, you know. Okay, so what the heck is this about? So the report <laughs> says in part that last week the Brazilian government, Reginald, decided to enforce a 60-day ban on starting new forest fires in the hopes of reducing the damage. Last month, wildfires raging in the Amazon forest hit a, hit, hit a record high with the burning so fast and vast that it could be seen from space. Now, the surge marks an 83% increase over the same period of 2018, and it is the highest since records began in 2013, Reginald. Now, Last week, the Brazilian government decided to enforce a 60-day ban on starting new forest fire fires in the hopes of reducing the damage. Now, data from Brazil's National Space Research Institute has revealed that 3,859 new fires, Reginald, were recorded in Brazil in the 48 hours after the ban. Worrying around 2,000 of these fires were in the Amazon rainforest. Now, the majority of wildfires are the result of human carelessness, okay? And the Amazon has seen a record number of fires this year with the, with the country's, you know, space agency reporting 80, 83%, like I said, from last year, Rachel. So now, um, um, Alberta Seltzer of INPE says there is nothing abnormal about the climate this year or the rainfall in the Amazon region, which is just a little below average. The dry season creates the unfavorable conditions for the use and spread of fire, but starting a fire is the work of humans, either deliberately or by accident. Your comment, Reginald? It's so ridiculous that, um, you know, I think when God put this earth together, he knew what he was doing, and and Mm -hmm. he put in the rainforest to help um uh to help um um you know the weather to help I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but you know the rainforest is very uh important in in how 
in how our our weather goes. Um, and you know, you you look around and you see the melting of the ice caps and and all of this. I mean, this is scary, crazy stuff. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. you have these people walking around here denying climate change. Uh, mm-hmm. People who are in the pocket of not only the NRA but the fossil fuel companies. And again, that's being the Republican Party. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. So if you get angry, yeah, I'm I'm saying it. And and so we just go, just going to continue on and on and on with this. I mean, this is this is totally ridiculous. So and, and how you know I had heard even some years ago that you know they're they're clear cutting the rainforest to build homes. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? So yeah. You know, the rainforest is very, very vital to, um, to this, uh, 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 to our world. You know, it supplies 20% of our oxygen. Um, you know, because trees, you know, if you know anything about photosynthesis and all of that, hopefully you guys studied all of that in school. Now, you know, um, also, Reg, I want to mention too that the president of, um, of Brazil, which I think is, is a real jerk. Um, he says that um, this report tech noted that on 8-21-2019, the Brazilian president stated that NGOs, which are non-government organizations, were the blame for setting the fires because he cut their funding. OK. Also, a report says that soybean and cattle farming are to blame. Really? 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 See, so now everybody is 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 uh, pointing their fingers, but nobody is taking responsibility and so then it says that um, um, the fire ban was announced last week and was signed by President uh, Jair Bolsonaro, who has been heavily criticized for failing to protect the rainforest. So, Rachel, you and I have discussed this very topic, you know, as I said, even before with all the devastating fires. And like I said, 20 percent of our oxygen uh, is supplied through the rainforest. Um, it's also when they're destroying these things, um, you know, the, the indigenous people that live there, you know, they're out of homes. And I mean, it's, it's just it's just total ridiculousness. What is going on? Not only and this is it's a shame It's past ridiculousness. It's demonic. And that's what um, I was saying yesterday that, you know, some some people may describe oh, it's just silly. It's just, you know, no, it's just demonic, period. What's going on, um, you know, in our in our country and in our world. And um I mean, can we say what's going on over there in England? But I do. I will say that I love how the parliament is handling that asshole over there. Um, Johnson, whatever his name is, Boris Johnson, they're handling his ass. They're telling him that he's not going to be like Donald Trump. And I love it. I love it. That's what this Congress should be doing, raising hell and raising a lot of cane. Anything else you want to say, Reggie, before we move on? No, but I think they covered it. Yeah, yeah. But it's very important. A lot of people don't, you know, realize the importance of, um, you know, the the you know, the Amazon rainforest is it's very, very important. You know, I pulled up, by the way, if any of you guys uh, want to, uh, you know, read a very good piece about uh, the Amazon rainforest and and um, and and what it does, you know, it's um. Go to uh, www.panda.org slash knowledge. And there is a a terrific and very educational piece called The Vital Links Between the Amazon Forest, Global Warming, and You. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it says in part the Amazon Forest has long been recognized as a repository 
of ecological services, not only for local tribes and communities, but also for the rest of the world. It is also the only rainforest that we have left in terms of size and diversity. That is all I have to say about that. Okay. That's yeah. Yeah. Education is a beautiful thing. I'm telling you now let's go on to our next discussion, uh, which is uh, the Cherokee nation names first delegate to Congress. Now, you know, I was interested in this with our grandfather being Cherokee. NPR Graham L. Brewer is reporting this on 9-3-19, and it states in part the following. The Cherokee Nation has named its first delegate to the House of Representatives. Yay! Okay. Former Obama appointee Kimberly Teehee's nomination has was approved by the Tribes Council on Thursday, although the treaty that created this non-voting position is almost 200 years old. It had never been filled. Now, the article outlining the right to a delegate is in the Treaty of of uh, New Ecocha or Echota. The 1835 treaty is also the document that led to the Trails of Tears, something that has been top of mind for Tihi. She points out that the treaty gave up the Cherokee's homeland and cost the tribe thousands of life, lives, literally blood, sweat, and tears, she said. We cannot ignore that history and what it meant for us to have a provision like that put in place, given the devastation that occurred in the deaths, you know, um, that that happened through the Trail of Tears. Now, she just given a little bit um, about uh, Tihi uh, Reginald says that she grew up in Oklahoma and she cut her teeth in politics in the 1980s as she was interning for Wilma Mankiller. Now, I'm sure you've heard of her because I have mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. woman, the first woman, uh-huh, the first woman to become chief of the Cherokee Nation. Mankiller led the tribe at a time when it was reasserting its sovereignty on both a state and national level. Teehee says watching Mankiller become one of the most effective Cherokee chiefs in modern history was inspiring. So in this case, Reginald, the Treaty of New Echota, a document that led to the horrors of genocide nearly 200 years ago, could today lead to a new chapter in relations between the U.S. and the Cherokee Nation. So for all who are interested in the treaties with the first people in this country and the United States government, please feel free to go and read it in its entirety, the Treaty of Echota. I have not read it in its entirety, but but what I have read is very interesting. So now, Reginald, do you think... That this can be the start of righting the wrongs of not only the Cherokee Nation with these treaties, but other Indian nations as well. Well, I think it can and and should be because you know there's a long line of um, of not following the agreements with with um, you know so many. Uh, of of the of the nations uh, of the Native American nations in in this country, and uh, that needs to be and has to be and should be rectified. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there there's you know everyone needs to be represented. Um, everyone need everyone's culture needs to be respected. Everyone's culture needs to be uh, recognized. And that's mm-hmm. what makes the world so beautiful that 
you know, everyone is not the same. Again, God knew what he was doing, you know, when he put this together. How how beautiful is it to learn something new about someone's culture, their food, their clothes, their history, their families, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, these are people who were here for thousands of years before other people came over. From those three boats. You know? And and so just not, you know, you just can't pretend like, okay, here's another thing, people. You know, I was talking about, you know, Donald Trump wants America to be white again. Well, America wasn't white. America again, again, white, again, you know? again, that just goes to show you how inept he is. Again, it never was white. Let's get it you straight. Know? It never, ever, ever was white. So I don't know what he's talking about, and I'm sure he doesn't either. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, 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 I think if we, the more you listen, <laughs> the more you know he has no idea what the heck he's talking about. So, but, but I think that's a that's a great start, and 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 it's something that can jumpstart, um, you know, again the uh, recognition and and following of, of so many treaties and things that have, um, you know, that that haven't been followed. So, so I think that's great, mm-hmm. and congratulations for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it. Hey, it's about time. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? It, yeah, it, it's about time, time. You know, change. You yeah. know, see, this is what this is what I say to people. You know, that th- people think things are always going to be the same, and that there's not going to be any changes or anything like that. But changes are bound. I mean, you you, you can't help it. Changes are bound. It's gonna it's gonna happen. You know, regardless whether you whether you like it or like it or not. But you know, I want to. Uh, go on to something else. I want to uh, mention very quickly. I came across, and I I did not. I should have uh, printed it out, and I also should have uh, read it in its in, in in its entirety, but I did not. I apologize for that. But I am going to mention it a little bit of what I do know so far, and um, that is is that um, the student loan situation. Did you hear about that, uh, Reginald? Where they were no. saying that they were going to have this forgiveness of the student loans. And and now that um, they had gotten seven hundred million dollars was, you know, set aside to help these uh, students. But only mm-hmm. twenty seven million has been used. And ninety two percent of the people who applied for the student forgiveness has mm-hmm. been denied, has been denied. Yeah, and I'm what's one up, of those. Who, what's up, with, what's up of- with that? What's up with that, yeah. and where's the mo- and where's the money going? Right, right, and and yeah, and I'm one of those who a year or so ago applied for student loan for forgiveness, and especially being in, uh, uh, you know, the field that that I'm in, uh, you know, the large percentage of people are, you know, they talk a lot about loan forgiveness, but it is not happening, you know, it's it's, it's and so yeah, so where's that money going? I mean, they, uh, they, they did $700 million and they only spent 27 million. So let's Mm. do, let's do the math. So that's Mm. 619, uh, 600 and and whatever it is. uh, I'm sorry, 682 billion or whatever that's still out. Where is that money? Where, where is it? Where is it? Where is that money? That's all I want to know. 
So, you know, mm-hmm. I like to I like to, you know, tell my listeners about these things. Maybe they heard about it, maybe they didn't, maybe they read the uh article that I'm referring to, maybe they didn't. And maybe mm-hmm. some of them will be interested, particularly those who had applied for uh student loan uh forgiveness, which I think that, you know, it's it's really it's really bad. See, there's so much corruptness going on, I swear. This is a great nation, but there's a lot of corruptness going on uh in, in this nation. You know, I love this nation, but there's things that can and needs to be corrected. Okay. Mm-hmm. Such as the following Walmart to stop selling ammunition for assault style weapons. Now this is being reported by Sarah Nasur on 9-2-2019. Now the story states in part the following Reginald and my listeners that Walmart Incorporated said it will stop selling an ammunition for assault style weapons and handguns, further restricting the retailers gun related sales and policies after two deadly shootings in Walmart, Walmart stores last month. Now, ammunitions that can be used in high-capacity magazines on assault-style guns, as well as all handgun ammunition, will no longer be sold in stores, the company said. Walmart ended the sale of handguns in all stores except those in Alaska over two decades ago, but will now stop in the state as well. Now, as a company, it says, we experienced two horrific events in one week, and we will never be the same. This is what the uh, chief executive, Doug McMillan, said in an email to employees on Tuesday. Our remaining assortment will be even more focused on the needs of hunting and sports shooting enthusiasts. I mean, really, Reginald? Now, it says <laughs> that Walmart will no longer allow, get this, Walmart will no longer allow shoppers to carry firearms openly inside <laughs> any of its stores. Hello, shoppers with concealed carry permits can continue to carry the guns, the company said. Did you find anything wrong with what I just said? Shoppers <laughs> with concealed carry permits can continue to carry guns, but they will no longer allow shoppers to carry firearms openly inside of any of its stores. So if you have a concealed carry permit, you still can. So, I mean, doesn't that kind of wash out the other, you know? So anyway, most firearms aren't sold at big, big retail stores. This, this article says, according to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, guns are often purchased at thousands of unaffiliated gun shops or gun shows, which is where that fool in Texas got his gun at a gun show. Now, some activists and employees have called for Walmart to end gun sales. Or stop giving money to politicians that support the National Rifle Association. Walmart said Tuesday that it expected, get this, Reginald, its market share of ammunition sales to fall around 6 to 9% over time. Now, Reginald, <laughs> do you think that the stance that Walmart is now taking will make any type of difference regarding how easy it is to purchase a gun in this country, or do you think, Reginald, that a bigger difference would be is for them to just stop selling guns and ammunition altogether? What about that? You know, I'm. It, it's nice that they did that, but I'm not giving them any credit for doing <laughs> the right thing. You know, you're not going to get any credit from me for doing the mm-hmm. right thing. Why do Why do you need to sell assault ammunition in, in the first place? In a, you know, in a so-called family-friendly store, so you can go to the uh, you know section to buy toys and then go over here 
and buy ammunition for for the assault rifle. I mean, it's it's just stupid. So yeah, great so. that they're doing that, but it's only doing because of of the pressure. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 you know what unfortunately happened at Walmart. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, had that not happened, they wouldn't have done it. So. Mm-hmm. So th- this is all a, a PR move because it comes down to the bottom line is always the bottom line. If they're exactly. saying it's not about money, oh, it's about money. And then yeah, the other is. thing, why is Walmart doing more than what Congress is doing? Is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a warm place in hell for Mitch McConnell, Trump, and a lot of these other people who are in the pocket of the NRA. How can you mm-hmm. sit and go to bed at night and close your eyes at night after what has happened in the past month, after Sandy Hook, after Columbine, after, you know, just go on and on and, and on, on and, and on. on. Exactly. And yeah. And you got Moscow Mitch saying that he's not going to do anything about it. You know, he's, you know. There, you know, well, I'll, I'll think about it. I'm not going to do anything until, you know, we come back from our research and, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, uh, it's, you, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. He talks okay. as if he's I, just going to be in there for the next 20 years or the next 50 years. You know, this is just how it's going to be. Uh, no, a change has to come. A yes, because. To come, yes, because Reginald, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but remember, I had said that, um, I, I had said that that you know, and, and I think is my last report that you know it was over 393 million guns in this country, which is more people in this country, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I was listening to a recording from the View um, yesterday, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg had brought up the same kind of issue about assault right weapons and things like that. And, uh, and uh, McCain's daughter chimed in that, you know, or, or you know, for like the past um, week or uh, week or whatever uh, that she had been shooting. I think she went somewhere in Oregon or, or I don't know where she, where she went for her break. And uh, she was doing a lot of shooting and things like that. And she, I have a lot of guns. And, and uh, so I, I, what, from what I gathered that she said, Reginald is that, uh, she's concerned, you know, about um, uh, something that Beta O'Rourke said about taking guns away. And um, and Whoopi was saying, no, we just have too many guns. We don't need assault style. Why do you need assault style? She says, well, I'm not interested in giving my guns up. She was very adamant. And that was not what what they were they were talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's just simply a wink, her winking to the to the NRA. She's trying to play both sides. Oh, you know. I think she said she's a member. Oh, oh yeah, I, that's that's not a surprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure uh-uh. she's a member, so that's 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 oh, yeah. not a surprise for me at all. You know, so mm-hmm. you know that that wink, you know, to the NR, you know, will come on to talk about how horrific the latest massacre shooting was, but then you know want to talk about how she goes, you know, I guess hunting and shooting and practicing. You know, like really, really. You know, how about spending more time with your kids and, and, and telling them how to be careful, loving, you know, people, you know, so, mm-hmm. so it's this whole thing of her and other and other people and other politicians trying to play both sides of the fence to kiss the NRA's ass. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, as I said, something has to be done. It can't keep on going like this. You know what I mean? So what, what is a, what is a, what is a, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is a, what is the, 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 you know, the resolve for this? I mean, every week it's over and over and over again. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Just what, uh, what are the proposals for getting rid of it? And my, the, the scary part is, is that I don't hear enough of the Democrats raising enough cane for me. I don't, I don't know about you, yeah. Rachel, but I, I don't yeah. hear them raising enough hell to me, for me. I, no. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. No, about, uh, about a lot of things. You know, you have Kamala Harris, you know, because she oh, had her God. 16 minutes of fame, you know, talking but, about, talking about busing and how disappointed and she was in Joe was. Biden, you know, with, with oh, whatever. You know, but but there's so many things that they need to be talking about every single day. Day. There's a gazillion things they should be they could be running on. And and it's just so frustrating because they're not doing it. No, they aren't. No, they aren't. And I don't know why they're not. I don't I don't get it. I mean, there was a um, a picture of Joe. Joy Behar showed a picture where she she met up with. um she met up with, uh, oh God, who was uh, the speaker, that Nancy Pelosi, um, mm-hmm. over the, over the weekend, um, or when she was off, you know, and, uh, whatever they were at some gathering or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I would be, if I were in Congress or whatever, you know, and I know that you deserve a break and things like that, but I just think that there's so much stuff going on, you know, it's like, no one is concerned. I mean, since they've been off, so much craziness has been happening. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I just, I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Why, what is the, the unconcern? I mean, we cannot keep going on like this, you know, and I, I'm just wondering, and I, I just want to say this too, how concerning it is, you know, with the, with the, um, I, I don't think this is why I brought up the, the rainforest because I want people to understand just how important it is that if this rainforest is totally demolished, I mean, this is bad enough that it has been ruined a great deal. But if it's totally demolished, I mean, this is this is big news, you know, and yeah. this is bad news, you know, for for us. I mean, you know, what air are we going to be breathing? I hear people going on, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then, you know. We have to make sure that the, you know, like I said in my beginning speech, what is going to be left for our children? What is going to be left for our grandchildren? Are people really, are, are you, are, you know, are they understanding that, you know, that this is, that this is serious business, that this is serious business? You know what I'm saying, Reginald? It is. It's serious business and you can't just go walking around like, oh, you know, da da da, nothing's happening. There's so much work to be done. Uh, mm-hmm. as a, as a politician, as a United States senator, as a, as a, as a congressperson, as a, as a governor, as a, as a state legislator, as a mayor, there's a lot of work that needs to be done and we don't have time to be sitting around, uh, and just reacting to every stupid tweet that Donald Trump sends out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, exactly. so, so there's a lot of work to, to be done. If you're not going to be in there to do the work, why are you there? Then you need to get out 
and allow somebody who's going to be in there and get the work done. You know, exactly. we don't have time for this okie doke. We don't have time for you, for these politicians to be ego tripping and, and all of this. So so it's work to be done. If you're not up to the job, get out. Then, then get out and there who's going to make a change. Exactly. Now, uh, speaking of making a change, Reginald, I did mention um, uh, Boris um, Johnson over there and um, how uh, the uh, uh, people there in Parliament are handling him and his insanity. And I don't know if any of you all out there watched the gentleman who basically went off on him yesterday and told him he doesn't care about the handshakes he's doing with um, Trump, that he's not coming over here. I mean, he's just totally went off on him and putting him in his place. I don't understand why this Congress won't have that same type of um, energy and things, you know, to fight. They were, they were, um, they were voted in by people. So you're voted in by your people. So you're supposed to fight for the best for your constituents. That's what I think. And I think that a lot of them Reginald, that's been in there for ever since Jesus left have forgotten what the heck they're supposed to be doing. You know, they're just there collecting a paycheck that we're sending, that we're paying for. We're paying for them to in, to be in there and fight for righteousness for us, you know. And I don't, I don't see enough of, of that happening. I just don't. Not, and I just think it's, it's sad. And once again, something needs to be changed on that. But I would like to hear your views, Reginald, on what happened over there um, in um, in London yesterday with um, Boris. Um, I call him Yeltsin, but it's Johnson who was not able to do what he wanted to do uh, with Brexit. So could you please elaborate for a few, um, um, you know, for about a minute or whatever on that, uh, what's going on um, over there for our listeners? Yeah, well, he, well, Boris has, has uh, been shown that you're not going to be over here, you know, be there doing the Donald Trump thing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, this, this, this is serious business. And mm-hmm. and, you know, things need to be done. You know, um, uh, you know, this 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 is serious stuff. You know, I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words right now, but I agree with, with, with how they're handling him, you know, by letting mm-hmm. him know you're not going to walk in here and just be a dictator because these are things that's going to affect the, the uh, European Union is going to affect the, uh, the people of, of the United Kingdom. You know, they're talking about uh, the, the effects or it can, can, can have with, um, uh, you know, having even groceries on the shelf. So so this is serious. That's, that's crazy. You know, that's, I mean, that's... this is absolutely crazy. So, mm-hmm. so no one has time or the desire. And I'm just, and I'm glad that they're doing this, that they don't have their uh, parliament is showing and we don't have the desire for your silliness and your okie doke. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I wish more that the politicians here would be doing the same. Would thing have that, would have that same here. type of, exactly. Now there is, uh, the Washington Post, um, uh, Kevin, uh, Sullivan and Carla Adam reported on September 5th. It's titled Boris Johnson presses demand for new election casualties mount in Brexit battle. Now it says in part, Reginald and my listeners, despite a string of stringing defeats, in Parliament this week and the resignation of his own brother on Thursday, Prime Minister Boris Knucklehead was pressing his demand for an early general election that he hopes will help him deliver Brexit 
by October 31st. Now, Johnson, who has staked his job on leading Britain out of the EU, is sharply increasing criticism of his opponents, saying Labor Party leader Jeremy Corbyn's refusal to back an early election was a cowardly insult to democracy. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes, yeah, it goes on to say one more thing. I'm sorry. Uh, Johnson's government plans to introduce new legislation Monday again, seeking an early election despite Parliament's rejection of such a plan on Wednesday night, officials said. Now, Parliament is saying, no, this is, this is not going to happen. But, you know, he's saying he wants an early election. You see what I'm saying, Reginald? So this is why this gentleman that stood up and told him that we're not going to have this. And by mm-hmm. the way, I love it when he was there in the midst of Parliament and someone shouted out, I'm paraphrasing, it doesn't look good for you, do Boris. And they were laughing at his behind. And mm-hmm. um, so he was very, uh, you know, angry. Well, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to do that. And they're letting him know, you know, right from the beginning that they're just not going to have it. People are sick and tired of 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 uh, communistic totalitarian regimes trying to be, you know, put on them. This is what's going over there in China. I mean, those people over there are basically fighting for their lives. They do not want any more of this regimented totalitarian communistic darn gone rules. They don't want it. They don't want it. And I and I applaud them for, you know, standing up and, you know, excuse me, and saying no, that we're that we're not going to have this. I mean, it's just it's just so much going on in this world. I mean, we could be on here talking for the next five years about about stuff. So now I want to get to um, something, uh, a topic that's a little bit more light, lightly lighter, let's say. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, the Obamas are officially Oscar contenders. This is being reported by Adam Epstein, of course. This is dated 9-3-2019. It starts by saying that that thing in the White House that Slays built loves to brag that his NBC reality show, The Apprentice, was twice nominated for an Emmy Award. I don't know why. It never won a fact that he blames on politics. No, it just wasn't good. That's neat, but his predecessor in the White House will probably be nominated for an Oscar next year and has a good shot to win. Now, American Factory, listeners, is a documentary about a glass factory opened by a Chinese billionaire in Ohio, earned rave reviews when it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival earlier this year. Netflix purchased the distribution rights to the film and brought in Barack and Michelle Obama to produce it as part of the streaming company's new partnership with the former U.S. president and first lady. Now, since debuting on Netflix on August 21st, American Factory, so it's already there, so you guys can go and look at it if you like, has garnered even more positive reviews. Critics have called it an eye-opening glimpse at the culture class between Chinese and American workers and a stirring, timely, beautiful-shaped study of the challenges of the 21st century global economy. Now, according to IndieWire, the film is one of the front runners to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Documentary in February. And if it wins, Obama would be able to put a famous gold statue on his mantle right next to his Nobel Peace Prize. Your thoughts so far, Reginald? I think that is so cool as I was reading about that the other day. 
that, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, what uh, uh, President Obama and, and First Lady are, are, are doing, how they have transitioned from, uh, from the White House to the things that, that they're doing now. Uh, so I think that is just so cool. I have so much respect for them and, and what they're doing and how they have uh, lived their lives and how they have continued to live their lives after after leaving the White House. So I, I, it's, it's something that, um, you know, this, this film is something that needs to be seen. It, it needs obviously needs, needs to be done. And, mm-hmm. you know, close to them may continue, continue on with, with the success. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and I know when they win, I'm not saying if they win, when they win, uh, uh, Trump is going to have a, have a complete meltdown, which is, which would be great with me. Uh, no, that's but, fine. but we need more of these kind of films and, and less of the, of the, uh, the latest film with the shootout and the bombs and the blowing up and all of that, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the the television programs that, you know, I don't know if you have noticed or, or, um, you know, my listeners out there, if any of you guys have noticed the lineup for the fall television shows, um, you know, just blatant right out there, the devil is calling it evil and (laughs) this and that. And and I mean, you know, it's just ridiculous that we have a few things, um, not enough. That's why I'm calling a few programs that are lined up that are lighthearted, funny. Um, things like that, but there's way too much, um, darkness in the, in the, um, television industry and the movie industry in my, in my opinion. And I just want to finish, um, saying that at the heart of American Factory Original is a story that, that says politically relevant as it gets, particularly in a presidential election when American manufacturing and trade agreements are major issues. Okay, so Academy voters branded by the current um, president and his supporters as elitist and out of touch with most Americans may choose to reward the film to show that they are interested in issues affecting the working class population. If that happens, and this is what you said a few moments ago, Reginald, Trump rage tweets will surely ensue and... (laughs) Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody, nobody gives a damn. Now I got, I got hey. about, I got about um, two minutes, Rachel, but I also want to bring this up mm-hmm. uh, to to you and my listeners. Um, another article that came across, and I didn't uh, finish reading that, but I will. Um, it, it's about uh, the the um, um, American workers, and that the the most popular. Um, um, uh, the most popular, I want to be sure that I, I say this as correct as possible. The most popular um, amount of wages um, is $24,000 a year. Okay. So $24,000 a year uh, wages are abound. It's big out there in, in this country. And um, for me, you know, I look at that and I go, wow, 24000 a year. People need to make more than that, you know, right. to, to be able to survive, you know, right. succinctly so that they can support themselves and or their families. And like if um, let's say, for example, a husband and wife are working, they combine that that'll be almost like 50 grand a year. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I I would like to see it more than that. I, I you know, I don't want people 
who don't want to and who deserve not to be out there struggling so much. They're all out there, you know, for those who are all out there doing the right thing, you know, God bless you. And I, and I want you to be rewarded with having enough of what it is that you need so that you and your family can survive in the, in the, in the manners in um, how you need, how you need to survive. So in about 20 seconds, Reginald, can you make a comment? Cause I got like one minute. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, 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 you know, that's, that's just not enough to, you know, for a family to, to survive. And, and, uh, you know, as a people and corporations and all of that, you know, look, we, you know, we got to do better because if it wasn't for the people working for your corporation, you wouldn't exist. Exactly. And I think, you know, this is what I'm saying. We could do a whole nother thing on on appreciation. But I what I want to say is, Reginald, we are out of time. And I, I think that it was a, a very good uh, discussion. Um, um, I, I, I thank you for being on with me. I pray that all of you out there are doing well. Be loving and kind to yourself because that's where it starts first. I will see you in a month from now. This is Teresa E. Keys. Be kind to yourself and others. Make it a great day.